Episode 108: The Myth of Classroom Decor. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, elite educators! This is Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we just take the time to notice, and when we do, we can then perfect our craft. Well, this podcast is for the elite, the ones that really take the time to invest in themselves. Obviously, like listening to podcasts like this one, that way they can be their best for those that they serve. Well, I share the lessons I learned. Am learning and will learn so that you can apply those nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning the lesson yourself. And my aim is to empower you every episode. So tune in for what's in store for you today. This podcast episode is especially for new teachers as we talk about the myth of classroom decor. Well, let's reignite your passion and your potential. Are you ready? Here we go. I hope you're having a relaxing summer, soaking up the sun, and making memories with family and friends. My podcast turned two this summer. Can you believe it? Man, how time flies! I've loved connecting with you all and sharing all that I'm learning on my educational journey. And I hope you continue to reach out to me through email, Gretchen at AlwaysAlesson.com, and just tell me your story, or even head over to iTunes and share a rating and a review so that other educators get to see that and tune in. Either way, I look forward for another productive, empowering year. All right, all right. So you know, I have to start off the episode telling you why this topic is something I wanted to share with you, based on my everyday life observances. And I have to admit, it's one that's really hard to talk about because not only am I guilty of buying in to the promise, but I'm also guilty in aiding others to do the same. Ouch. But the good news is, I am in myth recovery, and no longer do I have the desire to fall victim to such lies. Well, the truth about classroom decor is that classroom decor makes or breaks a room. It does. First impressions are huge, and classroom decor can make or break that impression for students, for staff, for parents, and community members. And that's why I always spent so much time in the summer getting my classroom to look great. I bought floor lamps, cozy rugs, pillows, bold and bright colored posters, cutesy bulletin board decals—you name it, I bought it. And even when I was a kid, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. So I was like setting up my classroom in my head. It was part of the dream that I thought about the most. I mean, it's the most fun. You can be creative. I even started purchasing items for my classroom before becoming a teacher. I had magnets and mugs and planners and notepads, and they were all personalized. <laughs> and to admit, I always loved my classroom. The lamps really allowed me to not have to use those horrible fluorescent lights. It was cozy. It was comforting. I had music playing. It was inviting. I mean, even I wanted to snuggle up with a great book in that room. But my room wasn't what was the lasting 
impression. You know, sure, parents talked about how cool the setup was, and students raved about how they learned in you know every nook and cranny. But what they will remember is not how cute it was, but the experience of learning that took place in it. And it's not extreme classroom makeover with sliding barn doors and shiny backsplashes or exotic light fixtures. You see, classroom makeovers have a little to do with decor. The success of students in a classroom really depends on three things. Classroom environment, leadership capacity, and quality of instruction. And notice I didn't say bulletin boards, drapes, color-coded libraries, or even, dare I say, personalized teacher items. (laughs) The decor is not what teachers should spend time and money on, regardless that you get the $250 write-off on taxes, which, by the way, every teacher spends way more than that of their own money on their classroom. Making your classroom an effective, enjoyable space without the investment of classroom decor is the number one transformative decision you can make during your career. The impact of that one decision has a ripple effect that really impacts decades of learning, not in your classroom only, but then the classrooms that those same students visit and the years to come. So let's break this down. Earlier, I mentioned three characteristics that should be made over, environment, leadership, and instruction. So let's take a closer look at each one. First up, environment. Yes, you want an inviting learning space, and sure, you can have some of those cute rugs or personalized items, but don't get all crazy at the dollar spot at Target snagging items that have zero instructional value. Trust me when I say I did not get the return on investment that I had hoped on all of my personalized cutesy items. I liked it, and that's about the end of that. Make your learning space comfortable where you have structures in place for student discussion. Let's use that as an example. You want that to be respectful and encouraging. So how do you do that? Well, you arrange seats so students can interact easily without having to move desks or tables or chairs. You decide ahead of time what students are going to talk about and how they're going to talk. You model what a conversation is going to look like, and then you monitor students while they're giving it a try. That's so that when discussion takes a turn for the worse, you remind them of those expectations, you remodel if you have to, and you hold them accountable. I mean, they look to you, and what you let slide, they get away with. And that snowball becomes an avalanche, so just nip it in the bud. Spend time this summer deciding what environment you want to have. Discussion was just an example and is a small part of environment. Figure out how you can achieve whatever type of environment you want and not just rolling it out and teaching kids what it is, but sustaining that over a period of time. What that looked like for me is my students were free to roam the room. I wanted that to be part of our culture, our environment. Uh, I wanted them to be independent, so if they needed paper or Kleenex, whatever, they could get up and get it, but they had to use a hand signal system that we came up with, and in doing so, they had to get approval from me, which was just a quick head nod, yes or no, and then they would go complete that task quickly and quietly, Um, and it didn't happen overnight, and they got out of habit easily after any sort of long break, but I knew what I wanted. And I made sure I got it. And my kids to this day still talk about how they were treated as mature young adults, you know, at the age of eight. And that means that I achieved my goal of setting up that environment for them to be successful. So whatever you want it to look like and feel like in the environment, 
spend time this summer instead of shopping for the cutesy stuff deciding what it is you want how you're going to make sure students will achieve that every single day all right let's talk about leadership so this is similar to what i was describing in the classroom environment first you dream it up and then you enforce it well, my leadership is what made that environment work. It took what was on paper and in my brain and then made it into a reality. And that can be hard for teachers, especially if you're new. But if you're consistent in what you ask of students, they're going to realize that, hey, this isn't personal. It's just our protocol. You know, this teacher is fair. Um, so what I suggest you do is be honest, take a stand, but you have to know what you want. You can't just expect students to know what you mean in your head when you didn't explain it that way from the beginning. They don't know you want papers turned in left to right in under 30 seconds if you don't tell them. That's just an example. But they don't know you want it to be silent when you only told them to be quiet. Those two words are two totally different things, and that's a big mistake I see new teachers make often. They don't know you're going to apply consequences if you always say to them, I'm not going to say this again, or you know, this is the last time. They know they can keep on doing that because you're not going to come down with a consequence or an alternative. So a leader is not someone who just tells everyone else what to do, but it's someone that really helps others do what needs to be done. And I realized that over the years, leadership is setting guidelines and then cheering from the sidelines with lots of repetition. Leaders are not bossy, know-it-all types of people. They're actually helpers and they're doers. And many of them even smile. Who knew? <laughs> so decide what kind of leader you want to be and then what daily actions can you take to make that a reality. For me, I was strict, but fair. You know, I was very particular in what I wanted and how I wanted it, but I was realistic in what that could look like for a second grader or a third grader or a fifth grader, the grades I had taught. You know, and I never got angry or got even. That doesn't mean I, you know, never got frustrated, but I was even-tempered, you know, because I had planned what I wanted. I wasn't afraid to say no or do it again or not right now. You know, I knew what I stood for because it was the best for kids and I wasn't shy in telling them my reasons for things. And I truly believe rationales go a long way with a kid. You know, instead of saying, no, you can't go to the bathroom, you know, it's kind of less effective than if you were just to say, on your own time, you can step out to use the restroom. So now they know, oh, if she's teaching, it's important I stay here. I can't miss it. But it didn't mean I was on this power trip and I just wanted to say no or, you know, that I hated them. They knew the rule, and the rule was the same for the superintendent's daughter as it was for the repeat offender found uh, on daily detention. And that's because I knew what the kind of leader I wanted to be. I decided ahead of time what that would look like in terms of the daily actions I would take, and I just consistently brought that to the table, and students knew that this is the way I operated. This was fair. This was the protocol. And they respected it, and we didn't have any issues. All right, and the last part is instruction. So you are as effective as what you plan. If you haven't picked up that theme in these other two, now you're really getting it. And I don't care how much money you spend on books or journals or being part of a teaching club. Those things are, are tools to give you the ideas, but they're not alone the way to improve your instructional effectiveness. 
your intentionality in your environment and in your leadership carries into this third category, instruction. So if you didn't set up the environment to be conducive for learning and your leadership fails to engage learners, then yeah, your instruction isn't going to save lives. I hate to be blunt. I've told you before about how often I am in Facebook groups and I can't tell you how many times teachers discuss classroom decor. I just want to be like, people, wake up. Your post-it note or your personalized framed crayon wreath isn't going to help Johnny learn his alphabet or Susie manipulate numbers and word problems. You know, I want your time spent collaborating with peers to be worth the while. And it's not that those other things aren't cute, but they're surely not necessary and they have no place in a conversation about becoming a better teacher. So many educators around the world have nothing in their classrooms but students, and they get great results. And we have all these resources and access to many more resources, and we struggle to get results. Why is that? I think it's our focus is on the wrong thing. So please spend time this summer picking each other's brains on engagement strategies instead of classroom decor items. Spend your summers building reading nooks that are just encouraging that reluctant reader to peruse the shelf. You know, instead of buying posters that have cutesy quotes. I'm so guilty of that one. (laughs) I had so many of those posters. But you got to spend time with the material and know your stuff. And if you don't know it, they're not going to know it. So spend time diving deep into that curriculum so that when students ask questions, you can give better answers. Use these connections in these Facebook groups and on Instagram so that it really propels you forward in your effectiveness instead of holding you at stalemate. So you get the idea. we got to do better. Classroom decor is pretty End of story, that's literally its only purpose, to be pretty. And pretty things really don't drive instruction at the rate that intentional environment design, instruction, and leadership do. So step up to the plate. Revamp your classroom. Give it a makeover, but the right kind of makeover. The one that revitalizes the spirit in your room and gets kids on the path to some serious learning in a year's time. We have grade levels we got to jump and many other hurdles along the way. But setting the stage in those three areas will rekindle and inspire your own teaching heart while lighting a desire in a student's all because of the way you spent your summer right now. So make it life-changing for you and for them. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on making your classroom an effective, enjoyable space without the investment of classroom decor. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.